Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, back in the Cape Girardeau, Missouri studios. Feels good to be back in the birthplace of the Figure It Out pod. And what better way to start it off than to have football on the agenda? The Figure It Out pod football uh, summer divisional tour continues its trek south to the NFC South this week. Blaine and Johnny join me as always. We're talking all things Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers. And in the intro, I just kind of wanted to note note this about this division. This division makes Patrick Mahomes a 10 times greater uh, blessing um, in my life and our lives and the show's life because this division does not know what its quarterback direction is. Um, the Panthers kind of try to solve it with the number one overall pick. Derek Carr comes in, who's going to play in Tampa Bay after Tom Brady. And the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Desmond Ritter, we have our opinions on here. We know one of the members of our show is out on him. I think I myself am giving him a little bit longer of a leash. Curious to hear what uh, what Blaine thinks, not to blow your cover there, Johnny. But I'm excited. It's going to be a, a shitty division overall this year, and we're going to dive in deep, and that's just the dedication we have here on the show. Let's hear from the boys first. Johnny, we'll start with you. Um, started a softball league last night, getting ready to go overseas on a really awesome vacation. Maybe it'll be good, flush the system, um, get and then get back. Johnny, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing great. Um yeah, a nice little send-off here before our trip. Softball season started last night, and I kind of been pulling a Brett Favre this year. I retired and announced a retirement to everybody, said I'd never play softball again. And I usually start playing softball around, like, March or April every year, but now it's June. I got the itch. We're pretty much moved up to KC now. And so, yeah, I hopped back on a softball team, started it off with two losses last night. Not great, but there's only up. You know, it's only up from here. And didn't sustain any injuries, so That's I mean, a win in itself. Uh, as a as a father of one, um, and in the final year of my twenties, uh, I take that as a win any day of the week. So, um, yeah, and then of course going on a big trip, and we'll be out for two weeks, but it's much needed. First vacation in like in like four years when it's for just my wife and I, and uh, we're really looking forward to it, and so. But, but but can't be going on the trip until we talk about this wonderful division, the NFC South, right? I mean, what a treat. Let's flip it over to Blaine. Blaine, equally <laughs> exciting wedding. Or, excuse me, weekend, not wedding. Wedding on the brain, though. Blaine uh, most recently has been married. Fact. Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Avoided the rain. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome back. You know, it's a great time. God, I mean, we had these uh, Founders Club tickets at Arrowhead. We go in and can get free drinks wherever so i was going from my seat to the the back to had a little bit too much fun sunday was golf induced nap time basically so (laughs) i've had a lot of time to think about football and this stuff because i haven't been doing anything over the last about 24 hours so we're good to go and johnny you know 29 no injuries i think half of this division is younger than you I, or maybe even me and Chandler. Like, there's yeah. so many draft picks and young faces. Like, it could be a shit show for a few of these teams, but it'll be fun. I'm a decade older than like one and done college hoop 
hoop players. I'm I'm a decade older than these fucking guys. I am. See, like you two, like you're not spring chickens, but you're not as old as I am. I mean, I have a foot in the grave, and with the way that I uh, drink Boulevard Quirks, I might as well have two feet in the grave. It's not <laughs> great as I'm pushing thirty years old, guys. It's not. No, nothing wrong with a seltzer. I'm I am pro seltzer. As a matter of fact. I hate to say this. I like seltzers more than just a, a domestic can of beer. If they're if they're sitting in front of me and it's like a, let's say it's a high noon or or a Bud Light or or a Coors Light, I'm going high noon. I'm sorry, I just am. It's better. It's really better. Let's Quirks are the best drink ever. Sorry, I did I did jump in there. Quirk. I mean, Quirks mixed berry packs or the. Uh, Fourth of July bomb pop versions are ridiculous. Oh, it makes you just completely really forget about. I mean, light light domestic beer is really good. I, I mean, yes. alcohol just rocks, except the day after. But right. seltzers in the form of a Boulevard Quirk are truly elite. Let's get to football, Atlanta Falcons. We're kicking it off with you. Um, coming off a seven and ten season last year, a uh, weird season, forgotten about season. I would say that not a lot of us put a lot of stock into the Falcons. I do believe that they were the Johnny Rowe Falcons at one time, but they were quickly ended up dead to him. Um, and I think that was more betting purposes, not necessarily the, the thoughts on the team. Desmond Ritter's the quarterback. Um Say what you will about him. They have kind of a weird defense, in my opinion. It's kind of decent. It's kind of not. Um, I really do like Zach Harrison out of Ohio State, who they drafted in the third round, because um, I think that Ohio State's kind of at that level where you really can't go wrong with drafting a player out of there. Um, so we'll we'll see there. Um, their first-round pick, Bijan Robinson. Um, it's no secret what the Falcons want to do. They love running the football. Arthur Smith came in there. They basically ran it all year last year, and that's why I'm kind of still in on Desmond Ritter because while I don't necessarily agree with them picking Bijan there at, at uh, eighth overall, um, I get it. It's their identity. And unlike the rest of these teams, in my opinion, the Falcons have the most clear-cut identity in this division. Um, they are going to line up, and they're going to run the football. And their passing game, I know they have Kyle Pitts. Um, but it's not focused around that. And that's why I think Ritter is just in total game manager mode. Um, you have Bijan and Tyler Algier, who's a thousand yard rusher last year. That's kind of a two headed monster, even without seeing Bijan play a game in the NFL yet. I, I believe in this kid's ability. I really do. I watch a lot of Texas. So I think that the Falcons defense definitely needs to get better, but it's not in a bad spot on offense. You have an identity. And it really will come down to if Ritter just doesn't fuck it up. Johnny, I'm going to let you start with them because you had a connection with this team last year. Well, they were just fun to bet on early in the season. And they, I think it was against either the Rams or I think it was the Rams. They were down big and I had them like plus 10 and a half or something, like a big, a big line. And they ended up, you know, there were three scores down and ended up back to recovering the game. And so kind of let that ride a little bit, but then they were just totally dead to me. This is a very interesting team for me, it, it really because of what Vegas is saying about them. Vegas, I'm looking at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook right now. The over-under on the Falcons' win total is eight and a half. 
And just wow. based off of what I think about this team, I just I don't I don't think they're going to get that that many wins. But um, Vegas seems to think about them a little bit better, just in terms of how this division is is laid out. And it it starts and stops for me with with Desmond Ritter. Uh, I just I don't know, guys. I I, I how can you watch what happened last year and, and think any in anything too highly of him? I I think in a division with really poor quarterbacks. Um, he, he, he could be, he could be the worst. And so with that, I, I just don't know if I can really get, get behind this team. They, they did do some, some cool things. I mean, B. John Robinson is a, a very flashy pick by them, but based off of what we've been seeing with the running back position, I, I'm not too sure that that is uh, exactly what this team needed. You look at the wide receiver position. Yeah. They took Drake London in, in the top 10 last year, but behind him, it's Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller as their top options at wide receiver. Daryl Hodge, someone named Frank Darby. I don't know who that is. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. They have a good offensive line. This could be a team with Arthur Smith, you know, coming from, uh, from, from Tennessee. They might run the ball 40, 40 times a game. Like that might be what they want to do. They might want to run with Desmond Ritter and they might want to just do the whole Marcus Mariota approach if that's a similar comp uh, for Desmond Ritter. But you know, uh, on the defensive side, they, they have some question marks. Jesse Bates comes over from Cincinnati, but uh, Jeff Okuda comes over from Detroit. But I don't know. Uh, curious what Blaine thinks about the the Falcons. I think that the Falcons are just caught in a perpetual cycle of what they've been the last few years. Like, I think they picked at number eight two, two years in a row. They picked at number four the year before that. In my opinion, Blaine, they're just not a very good team. What do you think? Yeah, I think this year is definitely going to be telling. Like, the last few years, it's been that rotation. But, like, this is the year that has to not be. And I think that's the way Vegas sees it as it's maybe a next step forward. Doing some things, like you just said. I I mean, those are two great, great – that's a cornerback and a safety that are at the highest level of the NFL, Nokuda and Bates, and they need that. Along with two young studs that they drafted in 2020 and 2021. And that's what they're doing with their D line, too. They're bringing in Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, some 30 year olds in a young room to try to set it straight to be leadership, to have leadership in a room that, you know, if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. You got one year with these guys, get going forward and let's make this thing go downhill. And this could be the downhill year for Atlanta. I really think they could win eight, nine games, which is a great year to continue getting better. Now, is it going to be with Desmond Ritter? <laughs> I'm with you guys. I don't see it. But we have to give him a chance again with London and Bijan and Kyle Pitts with the full year and, and just seeing if if it gets any better. Last straw for Desmond, last straw for a lot of these guys at Atlanta, and I think they'll start going downhill. And I think they're going to be a better football team. I really do. I'm in on Ritter. You two, I think, are a little bit more out. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting how guy. how much better is he than Taylor Heineke as backup? Like it's not, it's just kind of the shit goes bad early. Watch out! Like Heineke's there for a reason. Quarterback by committee. <laughs> that's that's Even worked more. out well. For Maybe they'll fire <laughs> yeah. off Heineke for a couple of games or uh, Ritter for a couple here or there. So you know. I got to push back a little bit on the Okuda thing, though, Blaine. I thought he was really good, too, coming out. He was drafted third overall by Detroit, and they traded him to Atlanta for a fifth-round pick next year. Oh, like, I thought he was I thought he was a stud. I, did, yeah, I mean, I, how many Detroit games did I watch? Right. Coming out, I was – of the draft, and I think it was 
two or three years ago, I thought he was going to be a really damn good player. It just didn't work out in, in Detroit. And now as chiefs fans, we know all about the reclamation project, right? We our, our GM loves going to get high, high draft capital guys who maybe weren't a good fit and then bringing them in. I just trust the chiefs building to make the most out of those players way more than I'd trust the Falcons to make Okuda into a really good player. And, and, and you're like Kadarius, Tony, the chiefs got him for a third and a, a sixth. I believe it was, it was just a fifth for Okuda. So maybe, maybe he can become a really good player, but the, the, the corner that I would think is, is much better for them is AJ Terrell. I think he's a really good player, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I just think the Falcons are lucky that they're in the AFC or the, excuse me, the NFC South. Maybe they can squeak out some more wins, and maybe that's what Vegas has a line on there. Yeah, two two final points, too. Uh, the winner of this division last season, we're getting ready to talk about them, was eight and nine. So right there, yeah. that's benefit Falcons. And point two, it goes back to the draft. I think a sneaky's really valuable pick for the Falcons and really kind of in the entire NFL, in my opinion, but you get safety DeMarco Hellams from Alabama. Kid was a stud. They got him in the seventh round at pick 224. I think anytime you can get a really good safety like that, that late, I'm in on that. Blaine, you had a final thought before we moved to the Bucks. Um, No, I forgot it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. The, just the way they flipped the roster, dude, there's, there's 20 free agency signings, at least. They let go... I, I'm scrolling through the list here, and it's ridiculously long. And that's what they had to do. I mean, I mean, we all figured that it could be a possibility, but how is that going to work in the off season? How are they going to click early? That's a lot of change going on in Atlanta. Yeah, no, you're right. Speaking of a lot of change going on, let's go to Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eight and nine division winners last season in the NFC South, but. Um, a embarrassing loss uh, to end their season to the Dallas Cowboys, ending Tom Brady's uh, career. Um, Tampa, man, they are potentially going to be really bad this year. First off, it's going to be either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield at the helm. Um, quarterback by committee, again, team number two, two out of two so far, potential committee here. Um, but they are just they're they're old um and in a weird way uh we always give the rams a bunch of crap for saying fuck them picks and all that stuff but tampa really went all in too with brady and i understand why but they're kind of like la in the fact that they are just they have crashed since then and they are going to burn this season for sure um they lose akeem hicks which i think he's an old defensive lineman but it's still a veteran presence he probably could give you another year or two inside um, and that's like their biggest, like that's, I, I, I'm just not, I don't, I don't like anything about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they have questions all over the board. Um, they still have Mike Evans. They still have weapons, but do they have anybody that's going to give them the ball? Are they going to be able to run the football? I don't think so. And their defense wasn't that good last year for whatever reason. I don't know if it was a product of their ineptness on offense but Blaine, I think we talked about this. I think together yeah. on a show once, Tampa's defense was just not that good. It doesn't make any sense. Again, when you're looking at this, Devin White, Levante, David, um, Winfield, Davis. I mean, there's Vita Vey. There's names here that were there during the Super Bowl run. And what the hell happened? I I, I don't know what 
what's going to be put together this year. And that's why I'm not like so out on the Bucks simply because of that. There's still talent on this roster. I really like Rashad White and what he was doing as a rookie and coming through. I like Mike Evans, obviously. Who doesn't? Godwin's good. Russell Gage is a piece that you can pull in there. And they still have some pretty good offensive linemen. I mean, it just Baker Mayfield. Like you're saying, who's going to get them the ball? Definitely not Baker, definitely not Kyle Trask. So there's probably five or six games. And that's the sad reality of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> you got to watch Baker Mayfield. Now, before Johnny goes here, just to recap their draft, they did have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine picks in this draft. So you know that they're, they're at least recognizing A, their roster's aging, but B, they're replenishing. Um, they go D line, off the tackle, edge rusher. That's pretty solid if you realize that you're not going to have a good season, but you want to get the franchise back to where you think it could be at. Um, people are high on. I think it's Kalia Cansey, Kalisha Cansey, D lineman out of Pittsburgh, and then they go off the tackle out of North Dakota State. Cody Mock. He's the guy that's famous for the the uh, ugly tooth gap. But you know that that's. That's a guy that's going to come in. He's not going to bullshit. He's going to work really damn hard. Um, and then in the third round, they picked Edge. Listen to this. These are three great names. But um, round three, pick 82, Edge rush right of Louisville, Yaya Diaby. Got to like that. <laughs> Johnny, what do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You guys pretty much covered it all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a very big fan of Baker at all, uh, but – I do want to recognize that this guy has played with so many different offensive coordinators. I was just thinking like it was every year in Cleveland then he goes to Carolina and then he goes to the Rams and now the, the bucks. I mean, you know, fuck him, but that that's tough. Um, and in this scenario, I think like just with a, a, a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask, even though Baker's had a rough career so far, I think he's going to win that. I think Baker's going to be their quarterback for sure. And, uh, yeah, Blaine said, R Rashad White, if there's going to be a redeeming fantasy option here, I think it's going to be him. I think they're going to give him the – I mean, at least in terms of volume, if you're just going to bet on volume. Right. Um, the backup is Chase Edmonds, and we've seen he can't hold a very big workload in in this league. So I think Rashad White could be a good fantasy option. Vegas has the over-under at six and a half for their wins. I just – I don't think they're going to be a very good team. And uh, one thing I will note, too, is that they lose Donovan Smith to the Chiefs, their left tackle for the last eight years. They move their all-pro right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, over to the left side. And now he's an amazing player, but that's not an easy switch. Uh, from right to left there, and, and Werfs was kind of talking about it. He's basically saying it's like I'm doing the same job but backwards. And so it's like, you know, for, for two or three years here, he has learned to set a certain way. He's learned to hold his weight on a certain leg, punch with a certain hand, and now all the concepts are the same, but he's going to have to do that on the opposite side. And so we'll see how ambidextrous he is, and I, you know, I tend to think he's going to be able to be just fine, but um, a lot of things are different. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles. Yes, this defense has some nasty names, but it just seems this team just seems old and t like past. Like it's just hanging on to an old style that's not really working anymore. Yeah. One oh, one good thing. Let me finish on this. I saw this actually either today or yesterday. They're bringing the creamsicle jerseys back for a game this year. 
Yeah. The orange. Did you, I don't know if you already said that, but um, the, the cream sickle jersey. Sorry if that's already been said, but I thought that was. No, hadn't been said. A great call because that old pirate's cool, Blaine. No, they. One other thing I wanted to say too. They're all, <laughs> I'm not a Bulls fan either, but I I kind of like their OC hire. Who I'm not trying to act like I know who it is, but he was the quarterbacks coach at Seattle last year. Put took Geno through the ringer, Pete Carroll product for the last ten years. So if there's somebody that can make Baker a little bit better, I mean, he made Geno Smith the comeback player of the year. So good guy to have in the room. We'll see. Yeah. Baker just has to have a running game. And how is Tampa going to run the football, guys? I just – I don't know. We'll see. Moving forward, the New Orleans Saints coming off a 7-10 and 10 lackluster season. Um, to mine and Blaine's dismay, um, probably our – one of our worst misses, I'd say, of the season because um, Blaine was the ringleader and I followed heavy suit because uh, we really bought into the Saints last year. Um and it, it's just so confusing in New Orleans because we talk about this team all the time and why are they not good? <laughs> and it always circles back to the quarterback. It always does. And and Blaine was pounding on the table for Jameis and, and I tended to agree, but they go with Andy Dalton last year and it obviously didn't work out. So what do they do? They go out and they bring in Derek Carr. Um, and while on paper it could technically be seen as an upgrade, I think to our three brains, it could never have been seen that way, but I kind of get the outside perspective. But is he that much better than Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston? And the flat-out answer is no. And without a quarterback, we have already seen how teams are going to be. And why would the Saints be any different this year? They're kind of like Tampa Bay in their own right. They're kind of getting a little old. I know they're they're kind of young on the offense, but they're a little they're aging on the defense. Cameron Jordan been in the league a while, right? Demario Davis, one of my favorite linebackers to watch in all of football, one of the best, getting up there in age. Uh, how long? I mean, I could be wrong here, but how long has Marshawn Lattimore been in the league? I think it's longer than I would even think. Maybe you guys too. So this Saints team is kind of in a weird spot. Um, they just signed Derek Carr to a huge deal. I think it's very un-team friendly, if that's a phrase, but I'm going to use it here because Derek Carr stinks. So probably to that phrase. Um, and I mentioned this after the, maybe it was after the draft pod or maybe pre-draft pod, but regardless, Saints are dead to me. I will not root for them this year. And as much as I love John Seabag, an employee of the New Orleans Saints, you ain't getting my love on this show, son. This is about making business. <laughs> and if I'm talking about the Saints this year, something's wrong. Johnny, I think. Johnny. Yeah, it's it's just a perfect description of the state of quarterback in this division that the biggest needle mover is probably Derek Carr. Um, you know, he's got no playoff wins, but like – if you just look at the quarterbacks in this division based off of track record, he's probably the the best. I mean, I'm higher on Bryce Young than you guys, but he's he's not taking a snap. So they get Michael Thomas back. I think Olave is obviously really good, but I again I'm not gonna be high on this team. Uh yeah, you were are... you were high on him last year. That was one of your best calls, one of your best things of of us for sure. 
Well, and the, the it starts with well, it started with their quarterback situation being Andy Dalton over Jameis, and that was chosen by Blaine's favorite coach in the league, Da Dumbass, which uh-huh. he is just an he is an obvious coordinator, and he is in over his head. Uh, he was in over his head in, in in Oakland when they were the Oakland Raiders when he was their coach. He's in over his head here. It's an aging roster, like you said. It is an an expensive roster, like they have been for years. I have no idea how they're still kick, kicking this can down the road. Um, but overall, I just outside of 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 Chris Olave, I'm just not really interested in watching much of the New Orleans Saints. I mean. Is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended or anything? Like, I don't even know if that situation is resolved. There's video footage of of that. And usually when video footage is present, that's when some significant discipline comes in. So um, some good pieces, Blaine, I'll save it for you, but your, your, your favorite former chief is on this roster. What what do you think about that? Yeah. I I mean, I thought they were going to be really good last year. Not, I I wouldn't say really good, but, Pretty damn good, and they have the chance to be pretty damn good again. But I'm not making the same mistake, same as what Chandler said at the start of this. We believed in the the Saints last year because, well, they they had a pretty damn good offense. Defense looks good, but Dennis Allen can't put it together. And the thing that bothers me about the New Orleans Saints this year is they doubled down on Dennis Allen. They let him handpick some of this coaching staff below him and kept him for the year after he was horrible. Went eight and ten. Didn't I mean you had Sean Payton for all those years? You're going to double down on this, Dennis Allen? Come on, dude. I mean, I mean, it just the roster of this team is aging, Chandler, but it is there. They are still very capable, mm-hmm. but. I just not, I'm not putting my eggs in Dennis Allen's basket. I'm I'm not doing it this year. I'm you sorry. You can say the exact same thing about Tampa. I mean, like the roster is there for this specific year, but their quarterback situation is just terrible. And and thank God the Saints drafted Jake Hayner in the fourth round with pick 127, another quarterback out of Fresno State, so they could have two guys from Fresno State in their quarterback room. Ew. Dude, ew. Like, I, I I don't understand that if you're going to bring in – it has nothing to do against Fresno State. I'm sure it's a lovely place. But <laughs> when you sign a huge deal for a quarterback, why would you draft one the same year? Just get another piece at pick 127. You could probably have gotten a decent – maybe another D-tackle. Hey, maybe find a linebacker in the rough. Hey, maybe go out and get another receiver. Like, I mean, why not? And you go quarterback. I just don't get it because unless Jake Hayner goes off and becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the league, what's his career? Like, seriously, what is the top end of his career? So I don't know what the Saints are doing, and they're really dead to me. Johnny? I was looking to I, – I, I don't know why I didn't do these, this on the last few episodes, but um... – the 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 Vegas over under totals I think is interesting and I, I've just been saying it so far they have uh, the Saints at nine and a half and I, I'm thinking you know why do they have the the Falcons like I said earlier and why the Saints well I just did a quick Google search and based off of the forecasted win totals the Saints have the easiest schedule in the entire league followed by the Falcons and then the fourth easiest is is the Panthers with the Bucks kind of in the middle of the pack so. Uh, the schedule fell really favorably for the NFC South. 
And so then I brought up the the Saints schedule, and I'll just I'll rattle this off real quick. But they have a a week eleven bye. Wait, hold on, Johnny. Yeah, you, yeah. As you rattle it off, let's let Blaine just say win or loss. No analysis, no okay. net, just win or loss. It's on Blaine, and I'll do it with the Panthers. Word. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, like I said, week eleven buys. So we'll just go up to the buy. Uh, home versus Tennessee. Win. At Carolina. Loss. At Green Bay. Oh, no one else. When, when, when? Versus uh, home versus Tampa. When? At New England. Loss. At Houston. When? Uh, home versus Jacksonville. Loss. At Indy. When? Home versus the Bears. When? Oh fuck. At Minnesota. Uh, I mean, oh, loss right All before right, the so bye. You have them six and four, you know, maybe seven Dang. and three on some of those iffy ones. And so, you know, then they go to their bye. Say it's let's say it's the lower. Say they're six and four. Well, they need they need to win four of their uh, last seven games to to hit the over there. So it's it's I mean it's a good through line. the division. That's a bad division. So yeah, right. they're going to win so probably three more. So you know, I. I am not very excited about the Saints, but I guess if I'm going to go back to what I was saying about Minnesota in our last podcast, and relative, you know, relatively speaking to their division, they could win this division. But gosh, I just don't think that this team's very good, and I, I'm not believing in anything that Derek Carr is selling. Yeah, um, that's a, but guys, that's a good point though, John. I'm glad you went through that because that is a playoff team in the NFC current state. It just is. If you take that roster to the AFC, they're going to get you know iffy spots sniffing. But in the NFC, that's a playoff roster, and that's a playoff schedule. It, I'm sorry. New Orleans might have a damn good chance of winning this division. Johnny, do you have the uh, Saints schedule still put up? I'd like for you to finish out the last weeks with Blaine. Wait, hold on. Blaine, you you got him at 6-4 and four right now. Yeah. So finish it off. We'll do the whole okay. schedule. Might make it a segment each week. It might just be kind of fun to pick like a team or two. <laughs> okay, Blaine. Um, all right, we're at 6-4 and four following a week 11 by week 12 at – Falcons. Loss. Okay. Uh, home versus the Lions. Loss. Home versus Carolina. Win. Uh, home versus the Giants. Three in a row at home. Oh, win. I like three, three, three. Okay. Then they go at LA Rams. Fuck, dude. That's a cakewalk. Win. At Tampa. Win. Home versus Atlanta. Uh, I mean, uh, no, actually, I'll go loss at Tampa, win at Atlanta, win versus Atlanta at home to close. So, I mean, fuck, that's a 10 win team. Is that what I just did? Yeah, they're 10 I and so. seven. And so that's the over 10 wow. and seven and a complete flip of the flip of the uh, the schedule or the record from last year. I mean, it's there, but that you know what, you know what, that team that, that if, if they're 10 and seven, Derek Carr had a career year and they're still going to be 10 and seven. Think about the think about that way. Like the schedule just sucks. I mean, it's great team, for them. Clearly, the toughest game that they have is Thursday, October nineteenth at Jacksonville. That's right. e- that is e- the next toughest is the the, the Giants or or Minnesota. Yeah. Yikes. Must yeah. be nice. Must be nice. Must yeah. Be nice. And um, one final note too. Going back to Tampa. Tampa making the playoffs last year 
is actually retroactively really going to hurt them. Because I feel like that's why they're the only team in the NFC South that doesn't have an easy schedule. <laughs> I mean, Tampa's isn't like outrageously hard, but it's way harder than the other three counterparts in their division. So something to keep note of there. Right. By winning the division, it's like the, the four seed has to play the one, two, and three in their conference, oh. which is going to be rough for them. So, I mean, Oops. that's Philly and who else, guys? Minnesota. Philly. Minnesota and somebody else. The... Cowboys. No, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So have fun with that. Yeah. Let's finish the NFC South with the team that had the most um, intriguing draft, I guess you could say. Well, not no, that's not the right word. Uh, number one overall pick. We'll leave it at that. The Carolina Panthers, they draft Bryce Young out of Alabama. Uh, people saw that coming um, off of a 7 and 10 season last year. So kind of. Saints-esque? Are we looking for that kind of turnaround? We'll see when I do my schedule reveal. But it was obvious that the Panthers had their guy. And I do think that's a good thing for a franchise. I think that's a great thing for a franchise. They they ignored everybody. Um, they ignored the size concerns. Um, they knew that they wanted Bryce Young, and they went out and got him. It's all on him now. They bring in pieces like Adam Thielen, some good veterans around him. I think bring in Miles Sanders is actually an underrated bring-in for the Carolina Panthers. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Miles Sanders is, is uh, you know, a phenomenal running back. I think he's a really good running back, and I think he's going to be very able to take a lot of pressure off Bryce Young and pick up some good, valuable yard behind a improving offensive line as we saw last year. Hell, the Carolina Panthers should be my team going into the season. They won me a $25 bet against my buddy Jordan Turner uh, on our season win totals on a last second field goal in Atlanta. So Carolina Panthers, I think they have a lot of momentum going forward. Um, I believe that they brought in DJ Chark. Am I crazy to say that? I, that's what I thought. Boy, Correct. I nod. Um, so I like what's around Bryce Young right now. They had a stingy defense last year. That's the only reason why they were in games when they sucked. Um, they got rid of Christian McCaffrey and they relied on their defense a little bit and it kind of worked out for them. So I think if you're a Carolina Panthers fan and a listener of the figure it out podcast, you've got to be pretty excited about this upcoming season. I'm excited to hear their schedule because if you have an easy schedule mixed with a salty roster with a good quarterback, you can win games. And especially to Blaine's point in the NFC, there's no reason why they can't. So I like the Panthers this year, Blaine. This might be the second year in a row where I get too high on the NFC South team and they let me down, but I'm willing to say it on June 14th. <laughs> I, I, I'm i willing to be there with you. I mean, this division is so bad. They have guys, but I, I've, I've said it on our draft pod. I'm just not a Bryce Young guy. I, I can't get – Johnny, I want you to talk about this a little bit because I know you have some thoughts, but it's just Frank Reich coming in here with Bryce Young and uh, Steve Welks, man, I, I really wish they would have kept him. The way they run the football late and that defense was performing, I thought he had a, I thought he had a chance to stay around. And it, it was kind of a head-scratcher to me why he didn't. But we'll see if it works. You, they obviously like Frank. They obviously like Bryce. And they add Shark, like you said. And then they still have Chenault for um, last year who they brought over. And then obviously Thielen and then Mingo. Who knows what – what Mingo is going to produce. So there's guys that can catch the football and guys that can run it. I think Chuba Hubbard's a great two too. Yeah. He showed some potential last year. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I just, 
I, I can't get over Bryce Young yet. I, I, I'm really not a believer yet. I want to be. I want to see the guy succeed. I'm not a hater of uh, of early draft picks. I want C.J. Stroud to be good, too. But, man, Johnny, just tell me about Bryce. I, I want you to convince me. Yeah, they named him the starting quarterback like today, I think, like officially. Yeah. yeah, and so, I mean, Andy Dalton is the backup, and if he wasn't, you know, it, they could easily just start Dalton and just kind of ease him along. But the reason I uh, – it's weird. Like, I'm not this Bryce Young enthusiast, but what I do like about Bryce is that he just has that Steph Curry, Mahomes, early Russell Wilson – quality about him that's just like really undefinable like the dude's just a gamer like he just figures it out and so I think there are enough pieces in a down division (laughs) to to um, have some success very favorable schedule they surrounded him with a bunch of veterans and I actually think I think this is the best head coach quarterback combo in the division and so I, I base a lot of my opinions based off of that You know, guys are number one picks for a reason. Bryce had a ton of success in college. Uh, His numbers last year compared to two years ago, I went over this a few podcasts ago, but it's like, yeah, his numbers were down, but they still won 11 games. They still blew out K-State in their bowl game. Sorry, Chandler. And Alabama had like not a lot of their typical high high explosive, whatever you want to say, skill position players uh, like they had in in previous years. Um, Their top two receivers combined last year neither of them had over 700 yards individually and then the year before that John Mechie and Jamison Williams both had over a thousand yards individually so it's like it's just I think I think there are some good pieces on Carolina I think they did some good things on the offensive line are they I are they going to make it past the first round of the playoffs if they get there I don't think so but in this division um, they're the team that I like the most yeah, Blaine, I think to your point about uh, – this is more of a football-themed point here, but um, with the interim tag, it's just tough, man. It's tough to to be able to start your franchise with a quarterback, number one overall pick, with the interim guy. There's right. so much more pressure. Like, think about think about the Chiefs. I, I forget what year it was, but they beat the 14-2 and two Packers when they were like 2-14 and 14 themselves, or whatever the record was. It was Romeo Cornell – we had no business beating the Packers, and they just went out there and they played football and they beat one of the best teams in the NFL that year. Um, there's just no pressure on the building when it's the interim guy. It's like that's always, you know, it's just like an underlying excuse. I know football, you don't want to make excuses, all that, but that's just human nature. Like, you look at the Carolina Panthers lost the game, it's like, ah, well, they have, they have Steve Wilkes. It's like, well, they'll figure, you know, they'll have to turn it around. So you got to bring in a guy that has done it in the NFL and especially with the pressure of drafting the number one overall pick. And I love Johnny's point, Frank Reich. You know, his time in Indy wasn't great, but what a steady, calm voice to get your NFL career. And I think another point I'd like to make too is that we like to make fun of Andy Dalton, and a lot of people do, but what a great veteran to have behind you. And I actually love that they named him the starter because of that. Because you know Andy Dalton is just sitting there loving that he's still in the NFL. Like, he can go out there and play a game if needed, but he's around the building, he's getting paid, and he's helping a guy a la Alex Smith. I mean, Alex Smith played, but they're kind of that same type of dude. I think it's a great spot for Bryce. I'm high on the Panthers. 
Johnny, let's go through the schedule. I really kind of want to see what I'm going to say. Oh, wait, Blaine, final point. No, go ahead. Brought in new defensive coordinator, too. Probably best name in the NFL on Ejero Rivero. Wow. That's a sick defensive coordinator name. I did we brought ex Bronco, so we don't like him, but that's, that guy that uh, guy has to... the name that he's blitzing on third and twelve. We're coming after you, son. You better make a decision quick. We're punching you in the mouth. Let's go, Panthers. Come on, Carolina. Do one for the pod. All right, Johnny, let's do it. Okay, so you want me to just go through it like the last just one? Just like Blaine. I Blaine, I want you to write I want you to write them down. Yeah. Get the tallies ready, Blaine. Come on. Need you here. Come on, Blaine. Okay, uh, Chandler. They have a week seven bye, the Panthers. Love right? That. So we're going to get to the bye for the first six weeks, and then we'll pause. Let's see where they're at, and then we'll go from there. All right, the Panthers open at the Falcons. <laughs> Panthers at Falcons. Lost. Gross. Lost. Um, okay, lost. Home versus the Saints. Win. At Seattle. Loss. Home versus Minnesota. Win. At Detroit. Battle of the Cats. Win. Oh, hey. Wow. I like it. I like it. At, at Miami. Loss. All right. So what's that? So they're three and three? Yep. And based off of their first six, they have four of their first six on the road. So there you go. Brett's going to be big for Bryce. And I hate how he's doing. Two divisional opponents to start the year. Ugh. Even though. Oh, good call. But you know, okay. I. You know what? Three and three. That feels. That feels pretty good for Bryce. I'd say through six weeks. Let's go, Bryce. Keep it rolling, son. Week eight, they resume home versus Houston. Real quick before we go, I'd like to make another point. I do hate that they have to go to Miami before the bye. That's a definite loss, and I don't want that to be like uh, Tyreek goes for 350 and they lose like 48-3 to going into the bye. That would be a potential season derailer. But See what J.C. Horn has to say about that. I guess that's true. That's a good point. Thank you, Johnny. Tyreek would, Tyreek would flame him. <laughs> well, Tyreek, anybody, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, resume. Post by. We're in week eight, right? At excuse me, home versus Houston. Win. Then home versus Indy. Win. At Bears. Weird loss. Home versus Dallas. Loss. At Tennessee. <clears throat> Win. Mm, it's at Tampa. Win. At New Orleans. Three in a row there. Loss. Home versus Atlanta. Win. Home versus Green Bay. Oof. <laughs> like, what does Green Bay look like then? Win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at last two. At Jacksonville. Loss. Home versus Tampa. Win. Where are we at? Ten and seven. Uh, ten and seven. I was gonna say I thought it was ten and seven. But that seems so they're not that's realistic. That's realistic. It I, is. I'm... And I actually believe in this too. Like dude, some guys are just flat out winners. Bryce is a winner, 
Derek Carr is a fucking loser. Yeah, that's a good Like, thing. I think that matters. It definitely matters. It absolutely matters. Well, that's the NFC South. Um, the New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they're going to have a fun 2023-24. I doubt that um, anybody makes a big run. But some potential playoff teams, as we've talked about, 10 and 7, I think that gets you in in the NFC for sure. Um, so should be an intriguing division, I guess. Johnny, Blaine, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm going to let you guys go. we got to do our where, – where, where are we going to finish? This is why these are the employees of the Figure It Out Pod <laughs> podcast because they keep me in check. What a dumb move by me. Let's – Wrap up the show with our predicted order of finish or poop, as we like to call it on the show. Um, I'll go first because I think we've. I think we. I think it's back to me going first uh, for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm going to do it. And I talked to Johnny in the pre-show lobby about who I was going to, and I had a name in mind, but this show I cannot do it now. So I've completely flipped since I had that thought in my mind. The Carolina Panthers are going to win this division. The Atlanta Falcons are going to be second. The New Orleans Saints are going to be third. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be fourth. They're going from the top floor to the basement this season in the NFC South. For To replay that, the Panthers, and by the way, could theoretically week 17 between or week 18 between Panthers and Falcons could be for the division. <laughs> and that actually kind of pumps me up. Am I reading that right, Johnny? They play the Bucks. Panthers Bucks. Okay, so let's retract that with versus Falcons. Panthers win that, they win the <laughs> NFC South. A lot of intrigue there. Panthers, Falcons, Saints, Tampa. Blaine will go to you next. Oh, my head is spinning right now. I'm flip-flopping of all time, and I can't go. Johnny, you have to. <laughs> I know, because I know exactly what Blaine's going to do. He's going to eat the cat poop again. Blaine's back in the oh, trash, no. and he's thinking about New Orleans. God damn it. Go walking on Bourbon Street. He had him on he 10 and 7, and he's in love with him now. So I'll just go real quick while he can think. I'm with you. I'm going to go Carolina. I guess I'm this pod, the Bryce Young guy on the pod. We'll go Carolina, New Orleans, just like we just broke it down. I think they're going to be battling for this division uh, at the end of the season. Followed by Tampa with Atlanta and the seller. I just, I, I just, I can't with Atlanta, bro. Like I, and they are, I think they are way better off with Heineke. And I think he will be in there eventually. That's where my head was spinning there too, Johnny, was at the end. Because I, I set myself after going through the Saints schedule, I'm just I'm eating it and they're going to win it. They're going to. Dennis Allen, you, you can fuck off, but I'm going to not say it as much as I did last year because <laughs> you got to be good, Dennis. You have to be better. Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. Can you do it a little slower? Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. Okay. Um, wow. Both guys have Falcons in the basement. I don't get that one. But that's why we do this show. A lot of fun all the time. Um, next week, we will be finishing up the NFC with the NFC East. Johnny Blaine. Um, Johnny, enjoy your trip. 
we'll talk to you guys soon, okay? See ya. See ya.